everybody. Welcome to Radio Labyrinth. This is episode 39, even though I keep screwing up and putting the wrong number on it. This is 39 because we put an episode out and messed up the, uh, that wasn't our show, and uh, it messed up the, uh, the count. So we're at 39, and we'll just go from there. I'm a little nasally today because I did uh, yard work yesterday, bagged up all the leaves in my backyard. That was a lot of fun. I got blisters all over my hands. Beautiful <sighs> yesterday. Jeff, you live in an apartment. Steph, you have a house. Who does all the yard work at your house? Oh, it's a, you know, it's, it's split pretty evenly. I love doing yard work. I truly enjoy it. Yeah. Um, it's very relaxing to me. So we argue over it sometimes because he feels like he's a man and he should do these things. And I like to mow the lawn. It's like yeah. a, it's a thing for me. So yeah, we kind of split it. Yeah, it's not too bad mowing the lawn. I, I hated it when I was a kid because it was a chore, but I like doing it now. You get out, get some air. Of course, I normally wear a mask when I do the yard. I wear an N95 mask because I you know, don't like dust or pollen or any of that shit. But because I have to wear a mask everywhere I go outside of my house, I've decided that I'm just going to take a zero tech. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. You know oh, that's right. Get some, get some breaths in you. That's not the only thing I want in me. The... Um, uh, the hurricane or whatever that we had last week. Sally, did that affect either of you? Did your power go out or anything? Mm-mm. Nope. Now, we didn't have a power outage either, but we did have sticks all over the yard. Sticks. Okay. Lots of sticks. Beautiful sticks. Yeah, those are a lot of... Arigato, Mr. Roboto. Yeah, I had, to clean up, uh, I had to clean up Dennis D. Young. His body was littered all over my backyard. Just torn yeah, I had some piles of Carcosa all over the yard. Carcosa? Yeah, yes, Carcosa. From True Detective, you know. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Also from, uh, what is that show that we're all watching now? Uh, Raised by Wolves. Mm-hmm. Get to in a little bit. Um, so hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Jeff, how was your birthday last week? It was okay. Yeah, what'd you do? Nothing. Nothing? I thought you went out to dinner with Walt. Uh, we went out to lunch on Saturday. Okay, you went out to lunch with Walt from the... Uh, from the Wilder Ride. Wilder Ride podcast, yeah. How was that? Where'd you go? Yeah, we went to this Greek place up off Windy Hill Road. Where'd you go after that to eat, though? You went to the That's Greek That's where we went to eat. Oh, I thought you were talking about like a gay Jack Shack. <laughs> no. Okay. You don't do that anymore? Never. No answer, so he's going to say, he's going to try to trick us. Oh, my goodness. So, okay, that's it. That's all I got for today. <laughs> well, uh, I've spent the last couple of days getting texts from my mom about revelations. So it's been a blast. Oh, tell why. Mm, well, you know, because we're in end times. <laughs> we're in end times. Mm-hmm. And like I've told her, uh, it's hard enough to drag myself into this job every day and put this fucking mask on and talk to people. If I'm doing it because it's all coming to an end anyway, why the hell am I bothering? <laughs> what is the point? Well, and push <laughs> She doesn't, but she doesn't want me to get left behind. That's like the whole thing is that there's not going to be any worries or trials. Yeah, but if you get left behind, you can party your fucking ass off and there'll be less traffic. <laughs> I mean, right? all I have to say, do I have to wear a mask if I get left behind? Because if I don't, fuck it. Leave me here. I don't care. You can wear a hedonist mask, you know, the zipper mask. <laughs> you can wear that because it's just going to be nonsense. It's just going to be only fans. Every city, state region in the country is just going to be naked people and and people doing you know debasing each other that's what's going to happen you know i saw that movie with nicholas cage didn't they make a movie out of that that guy's books that that christian guy jeff you you read 
books, right? What were they called? Left Behind? Is that what yeah, it was? Yeah. And then they made a movie with... Uh, Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron, yeah. With Kermit, Kirk Cameron was in the Nicolas Cage movie? No, he was in his own. Oh. I think Nicolas Cage made in a, a different movie. Which one was better? I don't know if I ever saw the Nicolas Cage one. I don't think anybody saw the Nicolas Cage one. What happened to that guy? Poor Nicolas Cage. He's a good actor. He puts out like 20 movies a year. And like, a lot two of them, them will be good. Them. Yeah, two of them will be good. Yeah, two of them will be good. I can't recall the last uh, movie I saw. You know, I always was hoped that uh, Ghost Rider would have been a good film because when I was a kid, I loved the Ghost Rider comic book. I thought that character was cool. And I thought, oh, you know, I can handle Nick Cage playing him. <laughs> Terrible movie. I'm surprised yeah, they haven't done a Marvel series of that. Uh, yeah, they should do an animated one so they don't have to spend a lot of money. That's, that should be the key to everything nowadays. Animate, animate, animate. The new Ghost Rider was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the one that has the car. Oh, I don't want a car. Why didn't he have a motorcycle? Yeah, because the new Ghost Rider has a car. Is it a woman? No, it's a Hispanic dude. Okay, I can handle that. Well, long- you're not riding a car, are you? No, come on. Be a ghost driver. So many stupid things. Uh, speaking of Marvel and, and movies like that, that did you guys see Tatiana Masli? Masli yeah. was uh, named as a uh, She-Hulk. Hulk. I'm pretty excited about that. I like her. She's a good actor. So no more her on Perry Mason, I guess. Uh, she could always come back. But I kind of think they wrapped that up, didn't they? Like she- yeah, I guess they wrapped up that whole baby, dead baby storyline. Yeah. I like that show. I really enjoyed it. That's there's been a lot of surprises in the era of COVID. We kicked it all off with the Tiger King, which captivated the country. But uh, now that's stupid. So much so that I watched Dancing with the Stars this week. You did just to see Carol Baskin. Did you watch it, Steph? No, yeah, I didn't watch it either. But how'd she do? She died. She was she was scored the, the least amount of points, so she'll probably be the first one kicked off. Yeah. I was hoping they put a tiger on there. She did the dance with she, the they danced to, to Eye of the Tiger. I had a big a big tiger face behind them while they danced. Oh God bless it! I hate this little. I hate this world. I hate it. I like the commercial that uh, her ex husband's parent or family made. So we know she killed him. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking ran it. <laughs> oh well, I want him. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want the Tiger King. I want President Trump to pardon him if he whether he wins or loses after the uh, the election. I just want Trump to pardon the Tiger King. I don't know him, but let him out. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't kill her. He didn't kill her. Then I can come out and go after that bitch. I don't care if he kills Carol Baskins, but he did kill the shit out of those tigers, so I hope he rots in hell. That is true. That is true. He did kill the shit out of some tigers. What was I supposed to do with them? <laughs> let him starve. Yeah, let him starve. Carol Baskins took all my fucking money, that goddamn fat bitch. <laughs> Oh, God. So I guess there's some shit going on today on the show. We're going to be talking about the two shows that we're, we're really all really digging. And those two shows are the boys. I think this uh, episode was good. This most recent one. And uh, of course, um, uh, Raised by Wolves, which just keeps exceeding my expectations for what a show like that is supposed to be. I am so digging it. And uh, I thought for a minute and Steph and I will get into that later. Maybe Jeff feels the same way. That there might be a little plot twist that will really enrage me because I hate it when shows do this. So we'll, we'll talk about that in a little while. But uh, Stephanie, you got some uh, news stories. Just very briefly. Um, I don't know if you see my Pepsi Max. I'm a big fan of this, especially mm-hmm. when I need to get jacked up before a show and I'm sleepy. Well, now Pepsi is going to be coming out with something to put you to sleep. 
What is it? It's called Driftwell. <laughs> so it's got me with what in it? It's got lavender and black, like lavender and blackberry is the uh-huh. is the flavor notes, and then it's gonna have ten percent of your daily need of magnesium, and then some theanine. There you go. I don't know how to pronounce it. But those are supposed to like increase your levels of feel-good neurotransmitters. Oh. And then supposedly you'll relax and then you'll go to sleep. Okay. But it can't hold a coke. That's what it is. (laughs) It's it's an enhanced it's an enhanced water, is what it is. But so Driftwell will be hitting the shelves in December and it is eighteen dollars for a pack of ten. Fuck that. You know what? A jar of uh, melatonin is like eight bucks. Thank you. It's just uh, some melatonin CBD gummies. Oh, have you tried those? Are they good? I heard they're good. Let me write that down. Steph, have you tried those? That? Are good. No, they are good. I, I took melatonin for a while, and then I realized it was making me a big bitch. So I really? quit taking it. Yeah. It starts to affect your daily attitude, and mm. I thought like oh it's because i'm just getting older but no it was it was making me into a turd so i just quit taking them and then i was then you know now i'm just a regular bitch just a bitch every other few days you're not a melatonin bitch now you're just a standard (laughs) exactly just a regular bitch it was you know i was getting like horrible road rage and just flying off the handle at people at work and shit oh my god (laughs) yeah it really started getting to me I was supposed to go see my nieces play softball and I overslept. Well, I woke up early and then uh, I fell asleep. And so I wasn't able to go and I got on the road. I'm like, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it. And uh, 285 was completely shut down going west because they're doing construction over by 400 or whatever. And uh, I was, like, I you know, started, you know, spazzing out. So uh, I just turned around and went home. And that's why I did the yard work. I, I raked all my leaves out of the backyard instead of using the leaf blower because I wanted to punish myself. It was, it was the anger Excuse me? You turned into She-Hulk? I did turn into She-Hulk. My clit was a massive <laughs> It's when it throbs like that, the only thing you can do is rake. What, your giant She-Hulk clit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, gotta, just gotta rake it out. It's green. Rake it till it goes away. She's, well, she'd probably knock your head off like a fire. Well, we were already talking about it, but very cool that Raised by Wolves it has gotten renewed for season two. How many more episodes are there? One. One. So there's seven this season, or are there eight? eight. Oh, so oh yeah, that's right because I watched six and seven. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know how they do, have they they're dropping them kind of weird, right? So they gave us three right they're off the bat. Three and then two and two and and then one. Okay. Okay. It's a very odd way to do it, I'm, which I was excited when I got in there Friday and saw that there was two in there. But um, yeah, so they are going to renew it and they're super excited. They already got their storyline mapped out for season two already. So uh, whatever's going to happen after season eight. Now we have to see what happens after episode eight, right? Because we don't know where it's going. Although the ending of episode seven was fucking cool as shit. I knew there was something wrong with father because his finger kept twitching, mm-hmm. you know, not without spoiling anything. If you guys haven't seen the show, but um, really have nothing but praise for it. It's, it's one of those surprises that I saw you guys talking about it. I'm like, I check this out. Cause I like Ridley Scott's universe that all that alien type stuff. Like we mentioned last week, the Giger art, and uh, it's just really, really good. <laughs> so I, f- I find myself pulling for the necromancer. You do? How I, do. I do. 
I do. I'm like, I hope she kills everybody. <laughs> well, what's going on with dude, man? He's like snapping it. So let's, let's back up a little bit. So given what happened in the last two episodes, I started thinking, and Steph, when we had this parallel thought, so Jeff, you weigh in on this too. Are they trapped in the simulation modules from the, from the, uh, from the mothership? You think they're, and this is all a simulation? No, I don't think so. Okay. And Steph, are you leaning that way or no? I was beginning to wonder that. And we both agreed that if that is what this is, we are going to be fucking mad as hell. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I'm hoping that's not it. So let's go that it's, it's not that, but the planet has to be, um, have its own intelligence then. No. That's what I was Something going on with that big ship and that hole and everything. Yeah. And and what about the guy, the the uh, the atheist inventor guy who reprogrammed uh, Mother, the necromancer? Right, right. So. I mean, he, I feel like he's going to make another appearance somehow. At least maybe AI of him. Yeah. Whatever, but I I don't know. I mean, maybe the planet is alive. In I think the, way. I think the planet is alive. I think that it's controlling Marcus. And uh, he's kind of like losing his mind. So we'll have to, we'll just have to see what happens in episode eight. I did like the uh, zero gravity screwing <laughs> and the, uh, the shower or the flood of jisms that did you, you know what I'm talking about when that whole room, milk shower. Yeah, the milk shower, but <laughs> I was like, okay. And it was funny cause I watched it right after I watched this week's episode of the boys or the last episode of the boys. And it's like both shows I watched had zero gravity fucking. It. So it was pretty interesting. We'll get that to look forward to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raised by Wolves didn't have any laser tits, though. No, it didn't have uh, laser. Could you imagine if you were like two all-powerful <laughs> beings? I like that because it's the first time you see like superheroes, you know, doing what? BDSM. Or just sex, you know, Superman. You don't see him ever banging uh, Lois Lane. But it would be like that, I would imagine, especially if they're two villains. Yeah. It's not going to be tender. I'd hate to have sex with Supergirl. Oh, you mean like Starlight or real Supergirl? No, no, the real Supergirl because inner hymen always repairs itself. <laughs> Gross. What? That is something. Uh, if we were a radio show, you would have played the uh, sound. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So well, everybody, if you're not watching it, watch Raised by Wolves, and we'll be talking about it more after uh, the series finale. Season season finale. Yeah, I'm very excited about next week. I'm hoping, you know, that yes. it's going to lead us into a good direction here. But uh, did you guys watch the Emmys last night? No, I did. What did you think of them, Jeff? It was weird. Well, I know you were Jack because you sent me the text that Shit's Creek won like Literally, every. <laughs> they won all the fucking Emmys. It was the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But it was the first time ever that a, a comedy had won. They won Best Actor, Best Actress, Best, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress. They won for directing. I mean, it was insane how many awards they won. Not for Chris Elliott, though, because he quit the show in season four. Oh, he did? <laughs> how come they got so much? It's because they're, they're not coming back? Yeah, because it ended. Okay. And because Eugene Levy and... Eugene, Eugene Levy, however you pronounce it, mm-hmm. and Catherine O'Hara have never got any Emmys before. So, oh, good for them. Yeah, of course they deserve them. What did they beat out? Oh, geez, <laughs> they they were up. What we do in the shadows and other yeah. stuff like that. Mm. 
I know, I know, Tim. But I, I really feel like you should watch the show. And I think that it was because it was the last season and people just kind of caught on to the show through Netflix over the last couple of seasons. I know right. I did. I mean, I kept hearing about it. It, it was, was on, on some weird channel before and, and nobody ever saw it. But now that it went, out, went on Netflix, that's when everybody caught on. It was on the Pop Network. Yeah, Pop Network. And I tried to watch it the first season that it was on, but it wasn't even an HD channel. It was all bleh. And I'm like, ah, I'm not even going to fool with this crap. And then when it landed on Netflix, I was like, I'll get around to it. And then everybody just kept going off about it. And so we started watching it a couple months ago, binged all of it, um, ended up bu- buying the last season because you got to buy it on Prime or something. Or you can watch it for free on YouTube if you do yeah, a free yeah. trial. But yeah, it's it's really good. I was really happy for all of them, and uh, it was really great. I don't know if you want to, you can run through those winners if you feel like it, or we can just. Skip it's over all it. shit's great. Well, I mean, some of it's not. I mean, um, uh, Watchmen. Watchmen. How many did Watchmen pick up? Uh, uh, I think they won Best Director or, or something for Lindelof and 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 the other guy. I have to say that any award show where there's a drama category and better call Saul doesn't get any nominations or wins. Uh, was, mm. they, they got one nomination for something. What best but, sound? Or, no, I don't know for that episode where he drinks the piss. Rhea Seahorn deserves an Emmy. Bob Odenkirk deserves an Emmy. Has he won yet? I don't think so. Right. No. No, and how, both- how did Ruth win? Ruth beat Meryl Streep for God's sakes. Right. From Ozark. That is nonsense. Oh, Ruth? Yeah, no doubt. Nonsense. She, I mean, Meryl Streep, I don't care if Meryl Streep did a fucking toothpaste commercial. She would <laughs> still beat her. I mean, there's just no way. Yeah. Well, so, I don't know. I, I think these are becoming less and less important, um, these award shows. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. I used to find them fun to watch. I just don't care anymore. I used no, they to, said the viewership was down 40%. Right. I mean, who wants to watch and shit without an audience unless it's pro football which i was glued to all day on sunday mm. would you watch that stunning falcons performance yeah i was laughing my ass off i knew they were gonna blow it of course i thought the bills might lose too but they didn't football's over oh come on just because they're zero and two yes oh he tore his acl oh shit he's done for good then isn't he saquon barkley at he's least for the season yeah that sucks i like him i like watching him play too did the Lions lose this weekend? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I figured. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, you know who is who's also been a big loser? She came out today. It was Ellen's show came back, and she made a big apology to everybody for um, her producers, like, raping everyone. Raping? Is that what was going on? Sexual harassment? Yes. There was some Me Too shit going on behind the scenes. Bu- <laughs> I mean, there was a bunch of shit. And apparently, you know, how she's so mean. She's well, mean. She- Go ahead. See, that's my problem. I was yelling at the TV while I was watching her give her speech. Like, if you can't handle working at a place where people tell you what to do or you get bossed around or they don't constantly kick your ass or pat you on the back, then you got no business working. This whole generation, man, it seems like they can't handle any criticism. Oh, he's being mean. It's a tax. How come everybody's giving Ellen a bunch of shit, but Steve Harvey said, said that shit about, don't even look at me when I come in the studio and nobody gives him any crap he about caught it. hell about that too though he caught <laughs> hell about it and i don't he think hasn't he had to go on a big apology to her like helen has to because he's not a pussy well and that was just him saying that shit 
she's had all these producers come out and apparently they were inappropriate, I guess, in many ways were appropriate. Then they all all three of them got fired. But if she's being a bitch or being pushy or being mean, it's just the way she's the star of the show. You're lucky to be there. You're lucky to work in TV. You're lucky to work in a place like that. If somebody doesn't, you know, you know, kiss your ass or, or make you feel good and safe. Well then go find another job. I mean, throat industry, quit being a baby. That's why me and Steph cower in fear of, of you and your awesome. I text Steph. I'm like, what's it going to be like today, man? I just don't know. I could maybe at the beginning of the pandemic, that might've been possibly, uh, uh, Hey, fuck off. <laughs> You're the be kind lady. Yeah, I like Ellen DeGeneres. I don't like that show, but any time I've watched it, I've thought, oh, you know, I like it. But I always thought she was funny. Uh, her old show was funny, and uh, I just, I've always liked her. So you know, she, she's just so what if she's a bitch? I'm sure it just, it just drives me crazy. Anyway, you know, how people do. They always want to come for you when you get the crown. Oh, she was mean to me. And she probably was mean to you, but, you know, get over it. I mean, as far as the producers being freaks and, you know, touching you or saying any kind of sick shit to you. No, you shouldn't have put up with that crap. Speaking of that, I just watched a video I saw on Reddit of Chris Collinsworth when he was a wide receiver still for the Bengals. He was young. It was like some entertainment tonight show. And there were it was so 80s. He's like, yeah, I like to find the girls or I like the girls that aren't too bright. They're a lot easier for me to get. And he's like, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty popular with the 14 to 18 year old crowd. But once they turn 19, they figured me out. I don't get them anymore. I was like, Whoa. They heard that on television. 14 to 18. I like that. What do you expect? He's a, he's a bangle. He's a, he's in the, he's a bungle. And he said, you know, before I had money, nobody paid attention. Now I walk around with a hundred dollar bills coming out of my pocket. Get out of here. You liked them young, didn't you, Chris? Like, <laughs> falling out <laughs> anyhow so is that your stories is that is it is it that's all good so, hey everybody listen uh stickers and pins are going to be ordered on friday jeff designed some really cool uh radio labyrinth uh pop culture type logos which i'll be debuting this week first on patreon and then i'll start sharing them on uh social media but listen if you are a patreon member Start going back to that site every day because I'm going to post updates, ask us anything, stuff like that. And uh, we actually have all agreed on one thing to do that we're going to start next week. So keep, uh, we're not going to plug it today, but we're going to, we're going to surprise you next week with it. Steph uh, came up with a good idea. And no, I, it's, I didn't come up with it. Okay. Well, Steph innovated an already existing idea for us that's new and we're going to have fun doing it. How about that? Jeff, are you down with that or no? Dishes are done, man. <laughs> So make sure you're checking the site. Radio Labyrinth Patreon is patreon.com forward slash Tim Andrews. And uh, once I get all the stickers and pins in the mail, then uh, everybody that uh, is due one will get one. I'll mail them out and then we'll have some extras just as, as fun giveaways. But I'm excited about it. See, I'm wearing my, uh, my Gilbert Gottfried Amazing Colossal Podcast Orange Wedge pin on my hat. Mm. And I'm uh, looking for uh, Cesar Romero so I can throw it at his ass. <laughs> Now's the time we thank all of our Radio Labyrinth producers. Producer is a Radio Labyrinth Patreon member who donates $25 a month or more to our podcast. So, without further ado, 
Thank you, Chad Shepard, who was also a sponsor, who comes in at the $50 mark, and we appreciate it very, very much. Chad has been a member since October 6th, 2017, and we love you for it. Also, thank you to Brian Smith, Eric Malmstrom. Eric has been with us for almost four years. John Sutherland, member since 2018. Keith Tate, since October 14th, 2016. Matt Carter, since November 12th, 2016. Mike D, since August 1st, 2018. Sean Hall, since April 22nd, 2018. Todd Ellis, a member since January 19th, 2020. He's the youngest one. And last but not least, Emily Warren, who joined up on May 19th, 2018. Thank you to each and every one of you so very much. All right, I came up with an idea that I wanted to do to let me transform myself into the, and I'll, you can ask questions because something terrible happened to Reginald D. Nubbinsworth over the summer. Oh, no. Yeah. Did so, he catch the COVID? Well, we'll have to ask his brother. This is Ian G. Nubbinsworth. I am Reginald's twin brother. So you don't have to change the artwork. That's fine. I'll wear my monocle on the other side, but no one will know. I only work at high-end red boxes that you'll find outside of a Trader Joe's or perhaps a Sprouts, but not in front of Kroger, please. Ah, and yes, I do socially distance from my other red box trolls, but I don't wear a mask. A mask is just another form of slavery, as the Attorney General Bob Barr has to say. It's just like it. So close to being in slavery and bondage, having to wear a piece of cotton on your face <laughs> so anyway uh how are you guys ask me anything about my poor poor departed brother departed what happened oh reggie reggie well reggie here he died you know? he uh he was doing his best he was pretty much uh he's always been an anti-vaxxer this uh, reginald he would never get a flu shot and uh the red box trolls, well, we've been hit pretty hard by the COVID-19. Uh, it turns out that uh, it is far more virulent and dangerous for the trolls. I would imagine that the pencils are not the cleanest items. And if they're inserted in your anus, that you could right. probably catch COVID pretty easily. Well, listen, the thing about us, well, Reginald didn't like to use protection. Anytime I have my nub rubbed by the pencil i have them put a rubber condom on top of the pencil so i don't catch the covid but reginald he was he lived life on the edges i'm sure you know you guys were close with him i i i, I miss him terribly uh, he was a fine brother a little bit of a rube he was a big Benicio del Toro fan. Oh yes, he wouldn't stop talking about him. For if 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 it were up to him, Benicio del Toro would have been in every film uh, ever made. Uh, and uh, you know that's okay for you know, certain types of films, but you know Jane Eyre or uh, Little Women, he doesn't need to be in them. I I, I tried to explain that. So anyhow, rest in peace, Reginald. Pardon. Rest in peace, Reginald. Rest in peace. We still haven't buried him yet. Uh, he's uh, got. He's still in the box. He's in a shoebox in the, the downstairs. Why they shiver? Uh, no, we're not Jewish people. We are. <laughs> uh, we are all Protestants. A uh, member of the Church of England, the Anglican Church. You so you know. just got him like on a ice ice red box. 
No, no, he's just in a shoebox in the basement. I figured if it stays chilly enough down there, it won't smell. And no yeah. animals have gotten at him yet. No flies or maggots. I check on him every week. We're going to have a big ceremony when uh, the COVID passes. But like I said, us red books trolls, we have to wear masks and gloves and things. We're just going to get fucked. That's why we stay secluded inside of the machine uh, where people get their horrible movies. But, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, you can watch just about anything streaming. I mean, you've got to be quite the hillbilly to walk up to a box and touch all those buttons and go, give me this movie. And then have to return it, please. Please. I have Roku inside of mine. That's how elegant they are <laughs> at Trader Joe's. <laughs> and plus there's better food and they do have nice thick pencils at Trader Joe's. <laughs> so anyway, I was contacted by Tim telepathically and he said, listen, Ian, we haven't had a red box troll in almost a year. And we would certainly like you to come on by. I have an idea. And I said, I like your idea. It's called Rad Libs. And it's based on Mad Libs that maybe Gen X children played as, or Gen X adults played as children. You sit around a campfire and every other word would be the F word or dog poop or something crazy. And you made real dirty uh, Mad Libs. Well, this is, uh, what I'm going to do with this is give you uh, the opportunity to give me the various items that go into making a Mad Lib. You following me? Dildo. No, not yet. You have to, you're going to take turns, by the way. And there's only two, because I figured this would take a very long time. And um, I don't want it to be boring. I don't think it will be. So we'll go back and forth, and then after, I'll read it, and then you've got to guess the movie. Are we ready? I guess. Sure. Sure. Understand the rules of Mad Libs. Let's yeah. go first. Why? Well, Dildo. 80s first. I don't know what I'm doing. It's not, so I wonder I'm going to ask you for a noun, an adjective, an ad. It's like, do you not know the rules? Have you ever played? I think I remember having a book of ad libs that I played on the bus one time. Yes. Yes. Well, that's, that's one way of remembering. <laughs> Maybe girls didn't like mad libs. I don't know. But. Okay, so basically the premise is I'm going to ask you for a noun or a verb or an adjective or something like that. You're going to give it to me. I'm going to insert it in place of the word that I am taking out of a movie synopsis. Then I'm going to read it as a Mad Lib or a Rad Lib, and then you've got to guess what movie it is. Okay, so I have to come up with this verb and noun. You get it now. You'll see. Okay. I'll let Jeff go. Noun, living thing. Cactus. Stephanie, city. Memphis. Jeff, noun. Dildo. <laughs> Steph, I mean, Jesus Christ. Stephanie, proper name. Ted. And a last name. Galwinker. Oh, I know him. <laughs> yes, he works at Tesco. Uh, Jeff, adjective. Uh, disturbingly. Well, that'll work well. Uh, Stephanie, past tense verb. Ran. Uh, uh, pick another. <laughs> Pumped. There we go. <laughs> Jeff, noun. Uh, cigarette. Oh. Okay. Ed, 
Galwinker. Uh, Stephanie, verb. Mm, touching. Jeffrey, adjective. Brown. Mm. Okay. Uh, Stephanie, verb. Jacking. <laughs> Jeff, adjective. All right, get all the adjectives. Um, stupid. Uh, okay, Stephanie, noun. Vase. Jeff, adverb. Uh, you know, quickly. Just add an L-Y to. <clears throat> Stephanie, adjective. Um, smelly. Oh, that's a good one. I have to type out Gallowinger again. <laughs> Copy and paste. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You got a computer in that red box? <laughs> yes, I have an Apple, a Mac. Jeff, uh, verb. Walk. Stephanie, noun. Turd. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, here we are again, Ed Gallowinker. <laughs> God, winker. I'm sorry. He winks at gals, this Ed. Jeffrey, adjective. Whose turn is it now? Jeffrey. Jeff's. Adjective. Um, boring. Ah, like this game, I'm assuming. <laughs> Stephanie, verb. It'll be funny. There's payoff. Stephanie, verb. Um, jump. Jump. Jeffrey, plural noun. Penises. That's the maturity I've come to expect. And last for this round, Stephanie, verb. Dance. That's ants? Dancing. Oh. All right. Now, uh, uh, um, let's see here now. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Uh, ready? Yeah. All right. First one to know it, just shout it out. This is a film. Following the death, following the death of his cactus Memphis dildo, Ed Galwinker becomes reckless and disturbed. When he is pumped and partnered with a cigarette, Ed Galwinker immediately starts touching with the brown cigarette. Together, they jack a stupid vase trafficking ring. As they encounter quickly and smelly situations, Ed Galwinker and cigarette begin to walk a turd. Ed Gallowinker's boring behavior might just help them jump the penises if it doesn't dance them both first. Any 48 idea? hours? Close. <laughs> uh, Indep Independence Day. <laughs> very, very far away from Independence Day. I'll give you a hint. Uh, 80s movie, Buddies. Twins? Mullet. Minute work? I'm getting too old for these penises. Lethal weapon. Yes, there <laughs> we are. Okay, let's do, did you like that or no? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, it was fun. All right, now we'll do the, uh, the second one and move along, as they say. Stop boring people. Okay, uh, Jeffrey, first name. Gary. 
Stephanie, uh, geographical location. Uh, the Northern Hemisphere. Jeffrey, uh, relative. Grandpa. Stephanie, uh, first name of the grandpa. Clyde. Jeffrey, noun. Dick. Okay. Stephanie, plural noun. Mm, towns. <laughs> Jeffrey, activity. Physical activity. Drooling. Stephanie, chain store. Chain store? Mm-hmm. Ralph's. Ralph's. Jeffrey, adverb. Um, disgustingly. Yes. Uh, Stephanie, last name. Amel Mahay. <laughs> it can be ethnic. It can be ethnic? Oh, sure. Um, Ogulahan. What the fuck? <laughs> All right. Uh, Jeffrey, career title. Or job title, you know, something like that. President. President, okay. Stephanie, noun. Dog. Dog. Jeffrey. Uh, hang on a second. I have to type Ogulahand again. <laughs> so I don't forget it. Jeff, noun, body part. Finger. Stephanie, uh, verb. Mm. Masturbating. Uh, uh, Jeff, adjective. Purple. What? Purple. Okay. Uh, Stephanie, activity. Masturbating. Oh, we already <laughs> used that. Think of another one. Um, soccer. Oh, that's a good one. Jeffrey, verb. Uh, masturbating. No, no. Um, fart sounds good. Yeah, uh, adjective, adjective, Steph. Adjective, um, yeah. sleepily. No, that's an adverb. Okay, slow. Oh, there we are. <laughs> okay, this one I think will be different from the last. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. Ready? Yes. All right. Gary moves to the Northern Hemisphere with his grandpa Clyde, but quickly finds himself the dick of a group of towns who studied drooling at the Ralphs. Disgustingly, Gary befriends Mr. O'Goulahan, an unassuming president who just happens to be a dog arts master himself. O'Goulahan takes Gary under his finger, masturbating in a more purple form of soccer and preparing him to fart against the slow Ralph's dojo. Karate Kid. Jeffrey, you are correct. Very good. Very good, Jeff. Yes, yes. I was going to say Cobra Kai. You wouldn't have gotten it. I mean, you wouldn't have gotten it if I hadn't said dojo. (laughs) 
All right. Think we'll ever do that again? Don't know. Yeah, that's fine. I, like I mean, that. I had a good time doing it. I feel like um, if I had a few drinks. There, yes. And say masturbating even more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Well, listen, back to the red box at the Trader Joe's for me. Some hoping to eventually be at uh, Whole Foods. That would be very nice. Ralph's. Who shops at Ralph's? I mean, it's literally California Kroger. Ugh. Rotten meat. Anyway, uh, GAO. And uh, again, uh, we will be creating a, uh, creating a, uh, what's that thing when you need money? Um, Charity? GoFundMe? Yeah, it's a GoFundMe. <clears throat> I need a, a little hand shovel to dig a hole for Reginald Barium. <laughs> Had no worldly goods except for some pencils that were chewed. Anyway, <laughs> and I will talk to you again soon. Good, ta-ta. All right, I enjoyed that. I thought that <laughs> it was, was fun. It was fun. All right, we'll do it again then. We'll do it. We'll do it again. We'll do it, it was again. Fun. So, let's talk about what we watched, shall we? We already mm-hmm. talked about. Um, we already talked about uh, uh, raised by wolves. What did you guys think of this week's episode or the most recent episode of? The boys. I liked it. Well, that was much better than the last episode before that. Yeah. A lot more happening. A lot more stuff going on. Right. I thought it was pretty, pretty damn good. Um, Black Noir coming after him in, in Grandma's house. Yeah, no doubt. Now, and the dog, Terror. Terror was oh, the best. Yeah, the dog was cool as shit. His aunt and his dog were cool characters. And I do like that they're starting to, uh, that they're starting to, form even tighter bonds you know the, the group um except for of course uh i can't think of her name the, the chick starlight the, no the the asian late the japanese girl oh yeah face ripper that's not her name no but she, she ripped that dude's face off i know she did that was hilarious yeah she's yeah. a for hire now she's working for you know the mafia or whatever or you know just various groups she's a she's you know doing hits getting paid to do it so um I mean, shit, if you have that kind of power and you need money, why not, right? Sure, I'd do it. But uh, Butcher, I think, is starting to uh, soften up to Huey. And now we know why, because Huey reminds him of his brother, which we didn't know that he had, his deceased brother. And uh, so that's kind of cool. A-Train is, you know, he's he's lamenting being kicked out of the seven. And, and they, I love the whole way they have all those marketing people. They really are making fun of our current society so mm-hmm. closely, don't you think? Oh, sure. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, whenever I loved this scene when Homelander uh, blew into the rally. Yeah. And he had that fantasy that he had just lasered the whole crowd. Yes, I thought that was great, too. At first, I thought he was really doing it. I'm like, no, they wouldn't have him do that now. But it was it was cool. There's a rumor. Well, not even a rumor. In the comic books, you can go seek this out. I have yet to do it because uh, I don't want to spoil it. But... um. Black Noir, there's something weird about him and Maeve and uh, Homelander. Are you guys, have you guys looked ahead or, or sought out any spoilers? Mm-mm. Jeff, have you? Jeff? Where'd Jeff go? Oh, I'm here. Sorry. Uh, have you uh, sought out any spoilers? Do you know what the no. deal is Black Noir? Our friend Sean knows, and um, he won't tell me, so that's, that means he's a good guy because he'll ruin it. The wife did it. The wife did it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> the wife from uh, uh, Presumed Innocent did it. That's right. What I think they're that? they're going to need uh, Homelander's kid to beat him, though, in the end. Yeah, I think so, too. 
and uh, poor butcher there. He uh, he fucked that up with his with his was she his wife or his girlfriend? His wife. Yeah. His wife, yeah. Some soup freak. He's a soup freak. He's a cunt. He's a cunt. A soup freak cunt. Can't do his accent. I love that actor, by the way. Oh God, he's my favorite dread. Carl Urban, mine too. He's great as as dread. Oh, he's so good as dread. I interviewed him when he did the first dread movie. And uh, he was coming in for Dragon Con, also, Dragon Con also. So when I went down and met him, he was really cool. What a nice guy too. And he's he's not a bad uh, he's not a bad uh, Bones McCoy either. I think he's a hell of good Bones. Yeah, he's got a good bone on him. <laughs> he definitely put a new spin on that character. So the boys, everybody in agreement. It's a good show. Yeah, good yeah, show I'm stuff. into it. Definitely into it. And we know that there's going to be a third season. So yay. Yes. Um. See what else did I watch this week? I'll just keep going. I, everybody watched the first episode of Ratched, Ratchet, Ratchet, Ratchet. Yeah, yeah I, I canceled it as being my staff pick because it's not, it's not very good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I tried to. The I was excited for the premise because I like one flew over the cuckoo's nest, but yeah, me too. It's not. Uh, it's not good. Yeah, it's just it's it looks at Ryan Murphy bullshit. What does that mean? Explain. You know, he's the guy that does American Horror Story and all that. Yeah. Which I like American Horror Story. However, there are always problems with it. Yeah. Um, it, it. You know, it'll always start, most of the time it starts out strong with most of the seasons and then it'll end fucked up or stupid right. or dumb. There's only a couple of seasons where I was, I really enjoyed the, the first, like the murder house, the first one, the second one of the insane asylum. That was bonkers. And uh, the coven one is pretty good. That's my favorite coven. And I like the hotel one with all the serial killers. That's that one had it watched. But all of the other ones, they've all ended. You know, the the Roanoke, Virginia one. That was f- just absolutely an bomb. I don't even know. I can't even. And this one is just beautifully. We were talking about that, Tim. It's very vivid and it's a beautiful show. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. It's just boring. There's nothing. There's nothing. Well, I don't understand the premise of the show. Why? Why did we need to see? that character in a prequel i just don't understand it and this prequel yeah but i mean i think and keithy and uh who who directed the movie milish form they uh they pretty much said everything that needed to be said (laughs) as far as one flew over the cuckoo's nest and that that nurse i think i I don't know i I feel like they've given ryan murphy you know he's gotten this huge development deal i think he needs to just go sit down for a little bit yeah take take a break you don't need to just keep coming out with shit just because you got the deal. And she's a constantly, uh, she's a constantly a working. She's constantly working. So that's good. I like her. She's a good actress. And, and, you know, you could, you could do worse than having her in something that you're producing, but she is a little, uh, ubiquitous when it comes to television shows, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to nope out on it. We tried the first episode and I just didn't, I like, I said, you know, I was, all the markers were there for me to like it. Corey Stoll, who's one of my favorite actors. I like him. And uh, the vision, uh, you know, the, or the vision, the vision, isn't it? And speaking of that, I, I did watch that trailer a bunch. Uh, Want the WandaVision? Yeah. I want to watch that show. I think I'm going to yeah, watch that looks good. But uh, skipping all over the place. Uh, I like that voice. <laughs> Loosely based on um, James Mason. Uh, and stuff. How many did you watch? I watched two. Um, I watched one and a half, and after the, I got through like half of it, and I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? <laughs> really? I, just, I, I just couldn't do it. Nah, it's still funny. 
Wait, what, wait, wait, what, what are you talking, are you talking about? about? Pen 15. Oh, Pen 15. I think you're talking about fucking Ratchet. No, yeah, yeah Pen right. 15. Yeah. I watched the first episode. It's hilarious, but I'm spacing it out. I don't want to just blow my wide on yeah, it. Yeah, that's why I, wa- I only watched so two. Good. What's Pen 15? That's a show on Hulu with the two two adult women playing teenage girls. And everybody else in the cast is like twelve, real, the real age. Really? And it's good? Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's hilarious. Is it supposed it's, to be penis? Yeah, pen yeah. 15. Yeah. Tim, you would love it because it's it's they really get into the true awkwardness of being a 12, 13-year-old, like the real deal, gross. Yeah, you know, kill it, Chris Collinsworth knows yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah, they're a lot easier when they're younger. They'll file the money. Uh, I think I might tune into that show. What's it called again? In 15. And it takes place in like 1996. You know, they're both. People all worked up uh, at Chris. (laughs) (laughs) Sign of Hulu. All right. Sorry to interrupt you. So it's on Hulu? Yes. Yeah, you like it. It's really good. Okay. I'll check it out. Uh, The other, I didn't really watch much of anything else um, except for football and a couple episodes of Below Deck. Uh, med. You gotta check out this expedition to the edge show. It's it's like below deck, but without any any passengers. Okay. And they're going through the Arctic, so I call it below zero deck. <laughs> <laughs> expedition to the edge. Yeah, it's on Discovery Channel. It's pretty good. the ca- The captain is like Captain Clem. He's like a Matthew Barry character. Mm-hmm. And if you just just watch one episode and see if you agree with me that okay. Matthew Barry could be playing that guy. That'll be my homework for the week. I'll watch yeah. it. I didn't watch anything else. I just listened to some podcasts. Um, let's see. The uh, Talking Sopranos with David Proval was great. You know, he's Richie April. Uh, he's, he's such a warm uh, and nice person. And those guys are great. I mean, these those guys are great. You learn like shit tons of stuff about acting and how people get their roles and, and, you know, Hollywood and stuff. And that's why I like it so much. Cause you don't, they recap the show, but the first half of the podcast, have you guys both listened to that yet or tried it? I have not. Well, you're not as obsessed with the show as I am, but I mean, those guys are great at hosting a show together. They could be talking about anything and I'd listen because, you know, Michael Imperioli is so serious, but he's, he's really sardonic and sarcastic. And uh, Steven Tripp is just super funny and he doesn't hold back. Well, I don't know. I don't like it. Anyway, uh, but the David Proval was great. And then this week's episode is the season finale of uh, season two that they're recapping. And uh, they have Vinny Pastor on from uh, who's Big Pussy. Big Pussy. Yeah, who got whacked. Yeah, yeah. Boat. Sleeps with the fishes now. Not in the face, okay, Tone? I'd fucking do it again. He's a rat fink. Uh, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast did two episodes. I haven't listened to the second one yet with Malcolm McDowell. Again, another, he's a raconteur, man. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Stuff about the Beatles and, and meeting with Kubrick or a Clockwork Orange and, and how he got started in acting. And then there's a whole thing about he hosted Saturday Night Live when Gilbert was in cast. So it was 1980. And he goes, it was dreadfully awful. The worst thing in my career. Uh, very funny, very funny. And then Steph's uh, staff pick from last week, I got addicted to and blew through five episodes. So oh, you liked it, huh? Yeah, where the bodies are buried. This the guy's a little bit of a nut. Oh sure, calling these, um, calling the uh, the serial killers in prison, and they're also nonchalant about what they did, except for 
and I knew this, I knew to expect it, except for uh, David Berkowitz, the son of Sam Killer, who's now the son of what? Son of uh, Hope or something like yeah, that. He's a, he's, it's like ridiculous. His was probably one of my least favorite. Yeah. He, he, he needs to interview the dog. Yeah, well. He wants to find out where the bodies are buried. He's got to talk to the dog. There's, there's all sorts of weird things that they didn't even get into when it comes to the Son of Sam murders. There's there's a couple of different uh, conspiracies, which they, they sort of touched on it on, on this because one of the victims said uh, he, he didn't think it was Berkowitz who shot him or whatever. The girl said it wasn't Berkowitz, that it was a woman who shot him. But uh, Berkowitz has alleged that there were more than, than just he doing the killings and uh, that it was some sort of... Uh, cult thing? Not a cult thing so much as it was like run by the CIA, which is what they say, or, or maybe the, the fa- I don't know. You'd have to look into it, but... If you're interested in that sort of thing, go to YouTube, type in May, M-A-E, Brussel, and Son of Sam. She lays it all out back in the uh, late 70s. So anyway, that's that's my stuff if you guys want to talk about what uh, The one guy, though, um, the one killer, Earl, the truck driver. Yeah. He, he, he give a shit. Oh, my God. Him talking about killing these women. Yeah. It, it is I just, women. I, 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 you know, I choked her ass. Okay. Is, oh God. It is so, it's hard to listen to cause he just does not give a fuck at oh. all. And he, and he says, I have no regrets, no remorse, nope. none at all. Uh-uh. Dumb bitches. And he's a smart dude too. He's like, yeah, I did what I had to do so I could avoid the death penalty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. He's a total piece of shit, but I, I'm glad you liked it though. I thought it's different. It's different than what I've, out of all the thousands of, true crime shit that i listen to it's that it sets it apart it's back you're actually talking to them oh I, real quick i also got caught up in uh what's that some once once upon a time in the valley is that the name of it yeah. is that finished now or are they going to do yeah, more? That was last one this, this week that was pretty interesting uh the there's three di- the three different takes on on tracy lords i i fall into the category that she ratted herself out that's what i yeah think. i mean but she didn't have any any ownership, and all her old movies were become illegal. It, it makes a lot of sense to own that one movie that's legal, and then make a shit ton of money off that. Yeah, which she did. Yeah, sort of. Tracy, I love you, but that wasn't fun to watch because Chris Collinsworth didn't like it. I got all them old ones. I got New Wave Hookers and, uh, and Country Cousin on a DVD. I bought them in Singapore. You can't have any of those movies, Mister Collinsworth. Well, you know, I, look, uh, I really enjoy New Wave Hookers. I was a big fan of Sticks on Happy Days, and I thought he was great in New Wave Hookers, just banging the shit out of Ginger Lynn. But anyway, what? Hello? What so was my that? staff pick is... Uh, oh, wait, you, you didn't finish. Yeah. You have other shows, right? No. Uh, but my staff pick is going to be uh, that on Amazon Prime called Utopia. It's got uh, John Cusack... Uh, Rain Wilson, bunch of other people, about some comic book geeks that get gets their hands on an underground comic book that depicts a conspiracy that may not be really a conspiracy. Has it started yet? No, it starts. I think next week. Oh, it's a series. It's not a movie. Yeah, no, it's a series. Oh, okay. I hadn't even heard of this. Utopia, John Cusack. I've been leery of him lately because he's you know gone nuts on social media but he's a good actor so who cares i'll watch it and rain wilson too i like rain wilson mm-hmm. six feet under remember him on there what was the staff pick 
He was on that. That was his birth. That was his big break, right? Six feet yep. under. He was the first uh, mortician, right? He he was a mortician that like moved into the house, and he was a weirdo. Was he banging the mother? No, but I think he, there was weird stuff going on between them. I gotta watch that series again. It was really, really, really good, and uh, it was one of those it was one and done for me. Like some shows, I'll go back and watch, you know, again. Other shows, I'll go back and watch seven thousand times, like The Sopranos. But what are you gonna do? And The Wire. Well, The Wire, I haven't watched as much as The Sopranos. The last time I tried to do a rewatch of The Wire, I was done. I was like, ah, I don't want to do the whole uh, the school one. That one's tough for me. I yeah, that one is kid. tough. I just feel terrible because it's like, oh, Jesus, this is what our schools are like? Fucking yeah. shit. Watch Tremaine, man. I should watch Tremaine. I should totally watch Tremaine. I think I will. I'll put that on my, my to-do list of things I need to do. I had an pick, but I forget what it was. And I didn't write it down. So just, Steph, you can go. Um, I, I'll watch the same stuff as you guys. However, I did have Prime pop up and say, oh, we got the first season of I'm Dying up here, which I never watched. I only watched that first episode of the first season. Good show. Well, we, yeah, we blew through the first season and then we went ahead and signed up for the stupid free preview so we could watch the, uh, the yeah. second season. I love the show. It infuriates me that they didn't renew it again. I don't yeah, know. What, I don't want to know how it ends. Like I'm on episode two or whatever of season two. And I love the show so much. I don't understand. It kept going. It could have gone all the way to the glut, the comedy glut of the eighties. They could have really. Why hasn't, why didn't Netflix or Hulu or somebody give them whatever they wanted? I don't get it. Cause I mean, the show definitely had the bones to go for like five, six no ratings. Seasons. No ratings. I really feel it. like they just didn't have the visibility that they could have gotten if they were on a streaming platform. It won an Emmy, I think. I think they're making a documentary now about the comedy store. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I would highly suggest anybody, if you have Prime and you never got into the show, watch the first season on Prime and then probably go ahead and sign up for the free preview of Showtime and watch the second season like I'm doing. And uh, I've been dipping back into old movies here lately. Um, I watched Fatal Attraction mm. the other day. You should be able to watch Showtime on my Comcast. I you. probably can. I probably can. I'll probably do that. Um, but Fatal Attraction holds up. Yeah, that it's is a, a scary-ass movie. Yeah, she's nuts. And then his she's wife forgives him. I always that always pissed me off. It's like, why don't you just leave this piece of shit? I just yeah, exactly. I mean, Ann Archer is like beautiful, yeah. wonderful. I, I don't get it. And especially like the first time that he sees her at that party and she's making that face, she looks like Mark McKinney when he played the chicken woman on the kids in the hall. I'm a chicken woman. I'm a chicken lady. <laughs> like, what was it about her? <laughs> yeah, I did Glenn Close to me never even back then when she was young, I mean, she's an attractive woman, but I was never like, I don't picture her as like, is she attractive? I feel like she's, she's what they call a handsome woman. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't want to debate that. I mean, or, you know, no, I'll or, debate it with you. It, no, ew. I don't and want she, to her down, but she wasn't like, if you're going to get like, I don't know, you needed to have something a little less mannish. I mean, Sharon Stone. Okay. For well, sure. Yeah. She'll lure you away from your wife. You'll get in trouble with her. This chicken face, and then just the whole, <laughs> the whole sink water and the the dirty dishes and the water and the freak fest. But the the movie is amazing. She is such a fucking psycho. Yeah, and tension and I mean that is just a really well done movie. So if you've never seen Fatal Attraction, some of our younger viewers or listeners may have never watched it. 
watch that movie. It's pretty damn good. And uh, I'm, I'm cheating on my husband. <laughs> because I'm watching a movie behind us back that we're supposed to watch together, but I didn't want to wait. It's called The Devil All the Time What's on the Netflix. It's, it's got um, Tom Holland, Spider-Man, and um, Pennywise, one of the Skarsgårds. And, uh, and it takes place like in the um, 50s. And it's a fucking good ass movie, but I'm watching it on my lunch hour at work and he doesn't know. And I'm trying to pretend like I never saw it whenever we watch it together. Well, now he's going to know unless he doesn't listen. Listen you know, to this. this podcast. Okay. Oh, Goddamn. Speaking of Pennywise, did you see the other day that Steve, that some, there was a rumor that Stephen King's writing a sequel to it? No. He hasn't confirmed or denied it. I think no, there's come up with the third Talisman book already. I know. Well, Peter Straub's very sick now. I don't think he's going to make it to another book. The, uh, they are making a, a one of those anthology series set in Derry, Maine. So we'll, maybe we'll see Pennywise again. I didn't know that Straub was sick. Yeah, if they're going to do another Talisman book, they better hurry up. Yeah, I By the way, my oh, stat pick, oh, Great British oh. Breaking Show. Good? Oh, yeah, it's coming back. Back now already, right? Oh, no, yeah. no, net, 925. Oh, okay. And we get a new uh, co-host with Noel. It's um that other British dude. The one he looks like, um, he looks like a big dolphin. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about? He looks like Kyle's dad. Bald, the bald guy? Yeah. He's got a just a whole porpoise vibe. Well, did he do it on porpoise? <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Was that, for those cookies. That was the highlight of my week. What? That's going to be some cookies from Detroit. Which one was your favorite? Did you try them all? Yeah, the peanut butter lava one where peanut butter volcano was the best one. I- what I want that cookie. We'll see. Now that that was also the most expensive one. That's why there was only one of those. Right. Because that one cookie yeah. was like five dollars for that one one freaking cookie. I can see why, man. That Tell cookie why. was amazing. Tell me why. I want to know about this cookie. It was like a, a you know you know those cookies that are like a peanut butter cookie and then they put a, like a Hershey's Kiss on top on yeah. top. Yes, kind of like that. Okay, the Hershey's Kiss was ginormous. And it was full of peanut butter. Oh. It's called the peanut butter volcano. But you didn't like the eight mile chip? The eight mile chips were good too. There was one that it's an eight mile cookie. Eight mile mix. Had better made chips in it. And then there was one that had barbecue barbecue better made chips in it. Those are good too. What the fuck, man? Where are the magical cookies from? It's from the Detroit Cookie Company in Ferndale, Michigan. Okay. So, yeah, you guys look at, if you ever want to, Jeff's a great spokesmodel for them, is uh, the Detroit Ferndale? Cookie Company, Ferndale, Michigan. Look them up on Instagram. Their Instagram is straight up food porn every day. Well, I can't have any of that shit yet till I hit my uh, um, optimal weight, but okay. I can after that. So. You are t- you're wasting away. I am not wasting away. you got a very Auschwitz thing yeah, going on yeah, over there. Hey! <laughs> you can't. Give, give yourself a reward, reward for one cookie. And when I'm off the, I'm still, whatever, Steph. <laughs> you had a doctor take a 35 millimeter camera in his hands and shove it straight up your ass. You deserve a cookie after that. I yeah, used a 35 millimeter with a zoom lens. He didn't have <laughs> Tell a photo any of pipe, just a tube with a camera, and he just, yeah, get that in there. Oh, you know, they let you do it when they're 14 or 15, but when they find out you're 18. Your fingers are too big. Well, that's how I catch football so good, but that's all right. 
<laughs> That's right. I wish I could do a better Al Michaels. It's hard to do Al. You just do Kermit. You pop one your eye out. What's that? You gotta pop one of your eyes out. Why is it, do I have a glass eye? Al uh, Michaels? Yeah. yeah. Is he glass eye? He also has false teeth that jaggle around when he's speaking, Chris. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Do you think John Madden's just like in a room somewhere right now? Just in a room staring at the ceiling? Trying to bust somewhere. Yeah. Why? Because you know, I haven't seen him. You know, it's like Jack Nicholson. You know, I haven't seen oh, I haven't seen him in a while. I feel Nicholson like I heard has um dementia or something. Yeah. Just, I hate it whenever they just he could run for president. <laughs> He got a good chance. Oh shit, Jack Nicholson! If he ran for president, I don't care if he was completely demented. Mm-hmm. I think every, he'd still get voted in. You're gonna wear that goddamn mask. He just did. Have him do a monologue from the Postman Always Rings Twice. From that movie. Just that one. At the debate. So well, it's easy. I just think of and. What does he say? It's easy. I just think of a man and I remove reason or something like that. Exactly. Just yeah. do everything as good as it gets. Yes. And that's Trump's entire campaign. <laughs> I carry a bag taken with. <laughs> it's time for This Week in Pop Culture History. Defining moments in television, film, and birthdays. All right, so uh, what did you guys think last week when we started talking about this week in pop culture history? And every day now on our Twitter feed, which is at Radio underscore Labyrinth, or on our Facebook page, which is Radio Labyrinth on Facebook, sharing that stuff and interacting with the audience. You guys digging that? I don't yeah. think it, I mean, the people seem to enjoy it. They like their little trip down memory lane every day. Yeah, and the drawings accompany some of them. I'm going to start uh, giving those away, to, not the originals, but doing something where we can do a print to send to people if if. That would be cool. Oh, yeah. The the artistry is chef's kiss. Truly. Well, it's fun. I like doing it. Anyway. No, you're doing a great job. You are. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do for you what my parents never did for me. I'll encourage you. Yeah, I didn't have that either. Hey, Mom, look, I drew this. It looks satanic. I'm, it's not. It's satanic. You're going to hell. She would do shit like that. It's evil. It's satanic. All right. You don't want to hear what I'm listening it to. It is end times. Yeah, hey, look, the, you're going to have the snakes, the snakes and the gnashing of teeth. There's going to be the gnashing of teeth. <laughs> so we're going to bust through this real quick and then we're going to wrap up the show. But these are every, all the days leading up to our next show. So we're going to start with, uh, of course, the 23rd of uh, September, which is, of course, uh, Wednesday, the day the show drops. So on September 23rd, 1962, the Jetsons debuted as ABC's First all-color television show. I loved the Jetsons. Did you guys? Yeah. Boy, Elroy. Judy. Wait. Yeah, E-pop work. I was a spacely space sprockets. Yes. Cogs, man. Nope. Sprockets. Sprockets. I liked Coswell, too. Cogswell. Cogs, you don't it. Yeah, that was a good show. It was a fun show. Uh, I don't know that I'd want to live up in the air like that and walk my dog outside without any handrail on a uh, conveyor belt. I would have Rosie go get me Krispy Kreme all day. Mm-hmm. Meet, meet. Yeah, well, she start going to protests and shit. You know, that's the thing. I don't know what year that's supposed to be set in, 
But boy, we don't have flying cars. We're not living in the clouds and we don't have robot slaves or, or uh, treadmills outside of our floating apartments. Did you see the guy though last week? I think it was up in Canada. He uh, got pulled over because he was asleep in his Tesla doing like 100 miles an hour on the freeway. No. That's funny though. He, yeah. he, a good he was just seat. knocked out. In the, car the car was, was driving was, itself, man. He put it in auto, which you know, obviously, you're not supposed to do that. But yeah, it was just cooking. It was doing like 100 miles an hour on the freeway. That's yeah. I can't wait for that takeover. In 1992, Mad About You debuts on NBC. I never really got into that show very well, very much. I didn't. I didn't hate it, but I didn't watch it really. I liked Richard Kind. Yeah, I like Richard Kind. I never really was a big fan of uh, what's I watched it for a couple of years, but then it just kind of fell off, and, and I didn't watch like the last maybe five seasons. Yeah. I like Helen, but, you know. Yeah, I liked both of them, and the show was funny. I just don't know whatever happened. I just got interested in something else. Yeah. What was it, what was it on? It was on Thursday nights? NBC. Yeah, so. Must see TV. 2003, a show I've only watched once. NCIS premiered on CBS. On CBS. Isn't that a maritime show? Well, it's Navy, Navy Cops Itching Servants. I don't know. I don't it's know. Maritime. Yeah, it's maritime. And then there's a NCIS. There's two of them, I think, or three of them. I know that Ice Cube is, or not Ice Cube, um, LL Cool J is on one of them. I don't like murders on the sea. I don't either. I like them on the sea. Uh, here's a show I've never seen. One Tree Hill debuted in, in uh, 2003 also. Uh, no, in 2009 on the WB. No, 2003, sorry. And then uh, in 2009, ABC launched Modern Family. Now, that show ran for how long? When did it? Now, it just ended last season. Just ended. So it ran 10 years. Pretty good run. It ended for me about five years ago. I never watched it. I tried watching once, and I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like yeah, how I didn't do it. I, I like, like the first five seasons. I like Ed O'Neill and just about anything, but I just like him. He's all right. On uh, September 24th, which is a Thursday this week, uh, The Tonight Show premiered on NBC with its first host, Steve Allen, uh, was uh, quickly replaced by uh, Jack Parr, who then quit in a, in a moment of idiocy, quit, and then Johnny Carson came in. So those are your first three hosts of The Tonight Show. Uh, and then it had three more. Hmm. Uh, let's see. In 1964, the Munsters debuted on CBS. Hyman. I love the Munsters, man. Uh, I only saw it in syndication, but yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I mean, we weren't born yet, but it was on every day. You thought it would, by the how often it was on television, you would have thought it ran for 10 years. Can you do Grandpa? Hyman. No, Hyman. No, hey. No, I can't do him. You could if you worked on it. Oh, if I worked on it, yeah. Grandpa. Grandpa. I love that guy, too. He's a great actor. Fred, Fred Gwynn. Yeah. Good Lord, no. There's an interesting... <laughs> you find Good Lord, no. You can find this on YouTube if you type in... Uh, if you type in... Uh, uh, Yvonne DiCarlo. That's who played uh, Lily. Type her name in. You can see one of her final interviews, uh, you know, later in life interviews that she did with Vicki Lawrence. Vicki Lawrence, when she had that talk show, talk about Ellen. Vicki Lawrence was condescending as fuck. And then sure. they and they brought Butch. I mean, but she wasn't a good host. I look back on those old interviews. Vicki Lawrence was not good. I I don't. I watched it every day back then too. 
but not very good. I'd rather watch Ellen. All right. Uh, let's see. In 1968, 60 Minutes begins, and it's still on the air today. In 77, uh, ABC debuted The Love Boat, which was a Saturday night fixture right before Fantasy Island for a number of years for me. Uh, 1991, the Red Hot Chili Peppers released Blood Sugar Sex Magic and Nirvana released Nevermind on the exact same day. How about that? Wow. Two the polar two, opposite albums. The two big, big Gen X albums that came out on the same day. I mean, those, that was the soundtrack for a lot of people for the first couple of years of the 90s right there. Sure. Those two records. Uh, the Sci-Fi Network launched in 1990. That was actually 1991. In 1992, the Sci-Fi Network launched, and the first thing they showed was Star Wars. Uh, and then in 2007, speaking of geek stuff, Big Bang Theory began on CBS. On CBS, which I never really liked. I liked uh, the first few seasons. I never watched it. Uh, well, sometimes. I, I was still living with Jeff then, so if he was watching it, sometimes I'd sit down and watch it. Uh, let's see, September 25th, which is Friday. Uh, in 1970, both the Partridge family and the Odd Couple debuted on ABC. So what a lineup, huh? Going from the Partridge family right into the Odd Couple. I watched an episode of the Partridge family the other day. It's pretty good. I like that show better than the Brady Bunch. You know, those. you always had, a, you know, shows that, uh, that complemented each other. You had I Dream a Genie and Bewitched. And you had uh, the Brady Bunch or the Partridge Family. And I, I like the Partridge Family better. But that's just me. And speaking of which, Danny Bonaducci is now on, uh, on uh, Cameo. And he was pretty cheap. Nice. It should I'm be. On Cameo, too, but you get a discount if you're underage. All right. Let's see. What else happened on that day? Uh, in 1980, Led Zeppelin's drummer died. He, he died uh, choking on puke. Because he was drinking. Someone else's puke. Was, yes, I choked on someone else's puke. Was that from... Uh, Spinal Tap. That's what I thought. Yeah, he passed away and pretty much ending Led Zeppelin. And then in 2006, Heroes premiered on NBC, a show that had amazing potential and then quickly went to hell. Remember how quickly that show just went... I loved it. The first season was amazing. But Not the one that had the little fidget on there. The cheerleader. Yeah, the Hayden Pantier shit. Yeah. Save, save the world. Yeah, yeah. There was all, a whole bunch of cool stuff. And George Takei, Takei was in it. And uh, Eric Roberts was in it. I love <laughs> Eric Roberts. He's a good actor. But it was a good show. And then it just, it, like with anything like that, it just went to hell. On the 26th, which is Saturday, uh, the Beverly Hillbillies premiered in 1962 on CBS. CBS also gave us Gilligan's Island premiering on September 26, 1964. Most of these shows, by the way, are shows that we saw in syndication and a lot of you listening saw in syndication. You didn't see them first run. But, I mean, because they were on those, they were cheap and easy and they didn't have to pay any of the actors, they were able to show them over and over again. And the actors didn't get dick for them like they do now. Gilligan's Island, 1964. Hawaii 5.0 debuted on... Uh, the original, not the new one. Right. Same network, though. The one with Jack Lord premiered in 1968. Good show. And that was on for a while because I knew if I heard that theme song on when it when it aired, I, I knew I was... You better get in bed or you're going to get a spanking. Well, I don't know about a spanking, but I knew I'd get yelled at. <laughs> I used to... My mom would fall asleep on the couch after my parents split up. My mom would fall asleep on the couch with TV on, so 
there was something on I wanted to watch. That's how I saw like Donnie and Marie or any of those cool variety shows. I would just sneak out and sit and watch them and she'd wake up. Cut it All right. Um, yeah. So that's uh, so much for that. Uh, the Brady Bunch, speaking of those shows, uh, debuted on ABC in, on ABC in 1969. Knight Rider came to the airwaves in 1982 on September 26th. I loved Knight Rider when it started. I thought it was a cool show. Cool car, cool dude, cool missions. You guys aren't fans? Oh, I live for Knight Rider. I got to sit in kit at the Autorama. You in, did? Yeah, oh yeah. 1983. Oh, nice. I never got to sit in kit, but I have eaten a cheeseburger on the, on the floor of my living room. Nice. That's cool. That's good, dude. Hey, you know, anything to get close to him. Uh, Cop Rock debuted on ABC in 1990. That's just kind of a joke because that show didn't go anywhere. And then uh, Star Trek Enterprise uh, uh, debuted in 2001 on UPN. And Star Trek Enterprise was an okay show, I thought. It didn't get great until Record grew that beard. No, a different show. Oh, Enterprise. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Enterprise was the, the prequel. Quantum, Quantum Leap dude, right? Yeah, yeah, it's got Bacula. Got Bacula. Yeah, it yeah. was no next generation. Yeah, it was no next generation. Oh, but it it was kind of cool. Like uh, the whole thing with Brent Spiner, the guy who invented the uh, the uh, you know the enhanced humans, that whole thing, and how Klingons changed from looking like people. Is it really cool? Explained all that stuff, and now of course they have Discovery, which is just um. Music on that date, uh, Pretty Woman was number one, Roy Orbison in 1964. The Beatles released Abbey Road in 1969, and Whitney Houston ruled the charts today in 1987 with Didn't We Almost Have It All. What a great song. Uh, September 27th, not much. The Cleveland Show premiered on Fox in 2009. Uh, I never really liked that show. I Uh, liked it later. I liked it after it got kind of canceled that's when i started really? watching it yeah it is it's a funny show maybe i'll go back and revisit it if I yeah I, th- I i remember i didn't like it at first because it wasn't family guy and i'm like oh uh, uh, and now it's uh i don't know watch it now i think you might think it's funny okay i'll give this a shot september 28th tv premieres tennessee tuxedo cbs 1962 uh carl sagan's cosmos kicked off and i watched this a lot in the 80s especially the early 80s uh, that started on PBS in 1980. Billions and billions, which he never said. Uh, Miami Vice started in 1984 on uh, September 28th on NBC. And now we will. Anyway. The next generation uh, started in 1987. Syndication. Because there was no, I mean, they just sold it. Paramount sold it. And I forget who carried it in our, net, in our neck of the woods. I really don't remember, but it was on. I remember. Channel 11? Might have been Channel 11. It was a big deal. That uh, that they put that series out, and again, it wasn't on a network. It was just 1987 right. new Star Trek show. And uh, we'll top it off here. Uh, September 29th, uh, TV premieres My Three Sons on ABC in 1960. My favorite Martian with Bill Bixby and uh, Ray Walston premiered on CBS in 1963. Alice began in 1976. Now that show I watched because my mom watched it. Also CBS. Uh, that was a good show. I liked Alice. I thought mm-hmm. I thought the acting was really good. And, you know, I like Mel. Mel was cool because he always yelled at him. Cheers kicked off on NBC in 1982. Amazing Stories began uh, on NBC 1985, which was, it was the first show to have a CGI or computer-generated uh, intro. 
Oh, really? Yeah, I believe so. It was it was really cool. It didn't look it looked it had it had that last Starfighter animation look. Uh, let's see. The new one is good too on Apple TV if you want to watch them. There's only five of them, I think. Uh, MacGyver kicked off on ABC in 1985. Uh, I liked MacGyver. It was the original of, one, not the remake. Right. The one man A team. Uh, Designing Women began uh, on this on the 29th in 1986 on CBS, and Thirty Something, the show that I did not watch, uh, began on ABC in 1987. I didn't watch it because I I, I like Poindexter better as a as a uh, as a uh, violin playing nerd. You've always had some problem against Timothy Busfield. Oh, I hate Timothy Busfield. Boy, if I put up your Duke's time, Timothy Busfield. So that's uh, this week in pop culture. And I may pare that down a little bit. Seems a little too long. But if it doesn't bother you guys, I, I won't. I'm, I'm just like, I can hear this dog crying. And I know she's got to pee. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's, that's, that's why towards the end here, I was just like, shut up. <laughs> I mean, in general, if you guys don't mind doing this because I enjoy this more than I like talking about shit going on right now. Uh, Oh, sure. Who doesn't, right? All right. So before we wrap up, let's thank our sponsors. Uh, I'd like to first thank, I would like to first thank Atlanta Pizza in Euro, who are open, by the way. They're uh, providing and takeout and curbside service. Uh, if you prefer that to going in and sitting down and having a meal, I look forward to going there after I have reached my target weight of 165. Then I'm going to go pig out on some pizza because I haven't had any in a while. Um, but if you want to go there now, it's in Conyers, Georgia. You go to their website, atlantapizzayero.com. You can order online, pick up or delivery. And remember, if you've been there and you like the food, go to Google and leave a review for Atlanta Pizza and Euro. Also, we cannot forget our friend Brett Perkins and his business, LDI Repro Printing of Athens, Georgia. They have all of your construction printing needs, commercial or residential, and they've been in Athens, Georgia for 15 years, since 2005. With fast turnaround and affordable prices, call 706-316-9366 or email them at athens at ldiline.com. So thank you to both of our sponsors. Uh, we very much appreciate it. If you're listening to the show on iTunes, or, or by the way, we're on Amazon now. So if you're an Amazon Music uh, member, you can go and uh, listen to the show there. We're on Spotify. We're on everything. But no matter where you are, please rate and review us. It's, it's very helpful. And if you're watching the YouTube uh, subscribe and click the thumbs up button, not the thumbs down. There's never a reason to click the thumbs down button, but click the thumbs up button and comment. Let us know what you uh, what you think of the show. And uh, by the way, I'm, I'm not going to say it, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. The idea that Steph had that we're going to start next week. So yeah. that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have to pick one and then, then we'll go from there. So Steph, would you like to give us an update on uh, the barking animals? Oh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, as usual, go to BarkvilleDogRescue.org if you are interested in possibly fostering or if you're in the market to adopt a cute little munkle, punkle, chickle, snackle. We've got a bunch of them. And, uh, you know, donate if you got a couple bucks. We'll take anything. We'll take 50 cents. We'll take whatever you got in your couch. Anything you got. We need it. So, but yeah, that's pretty much it. This this uh, little one of mine. She's done really good. I mean, she's gotten so good, and now she's going to have to go up north to our sister people. They've already got a, applications for her up there. Where? So, um, I think she's going to, because we have three up north locations. I think she's going to New Jersey. Oh, God. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, they, they love their dogs up there. That's all I mean. And plus, she'll never have to pump her own gas. So that's I'm true. happy for her. There's, there's always that. She'll have yeah, to so, ask until 2029, but that's okay. That's the only bad part about the fostering is, you know, you, just when you get them so good, you get them all good, and they go off. They go off and live this wonderful life that you, they never would have had without you. Well, you know, you're doing a good thing. Yeah. So. There's that, right? Jeff, any final thoughts from you? No, keep it canine. Keep it canine? Well, yeah, and, and check out Detroit Cookie Company. Maybe I could get them to be a sponsor. Yeah. It's you bastards. I can't eat that shit yet. <laughs> All right, guys, until next week, please remember to keep Keep it it canon. And now we give a shout out to the rest of the donors. Aaron Roberts, Alan Barker, Amber Gilpatrick, Andrew Harbin, Andrew Malazzi, Brian Jackson, Brian Nix, Buck Monterey, Chris Cosentino, Dave Benson, Denise Reynolds, Gwyn Ketchum, Herb Lamb, Jeff Peterson, Jeremy Turman, Jesse Rosinski, Mark Wyland, Randy Reeves, Robert Kearns, Kevin Stokes, Wayne Blair, Ashley Rose, Chris Knight, JW, Kevin Schwartz, Lou Coniglio, Mary Fouquet, Ryan Wilson, Sam Wells, Walt Murray, Bradley A. Shumpert, Brandon C. Pilcher, Dustin Lawler, Jason Heft, Nick Starks, Trent. Wendy Muller, Andrew Hopkins, David C. Funk, Lauren Calderman, Robert Haley, Robert Calderman, Sherry Dougherty, and Tim Slayton. Thank you all very much. We very much appreciate it. And thank you for sticking with us for so very long and all year in this crazy 2020 in which we live. Radio Labyrinth is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Well, the four of us. Occasionally three, sometimes four, sometimes three. And is produced by you. For a complete list of Radio Labyrinth's awesome Patreon sponsors, just look at the show notes. Our intro theme was produced and performed by John Mark Lindell. Keep it canon.